Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by cyber psychologist and founder of Sersha, Ruth Guest. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Good, thank you so much for chatting to us. So tell us about Sersha. Yeah, so essentially Sersha means freedom in Irish and we want to give families the freedom to navigate the online world safely. Uh, that's kind of like our, our motto. Uh, so what we are doing is we are building a platform, a tech platform mm-hmm. for parents and for preteens and teens to navigate the online world, we'll be doing that through like an interactive game and an advanced FAQ knowledge hub. So it's, it's very cool. We're, we hopefully should have it launched uh, the first MVP anyway by the end of this year or early next year. What are some of the areas regards to safety that need to be looked at? Uh, everything, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. You know, I think um, when it comes to online safety, there's five things that we found in our online discovery surveys, which were, uh, or our customer discovery surveys. This, these were cyberbullying. This was um, inappropriate content, so um, pornography and violence. And then there was uh, screen time for younger kids. And then it was also um, stranger danger or mm-hmm. online predators. But obviously a lot of those things, like for example, Screen time could affect a younger child. It could also, I think it has an effect on adults. I don't think they even realize. So uh, true. Cyber bu- yeah, cyberbullying goes across the board as well. Um, so it's not just kids that get cyberbullied. It actually can happen in workplaces. And it can happen in colleges and universities. It can even happen through, um, let's say, for example, if uh, there was a young couple that were dating and they were exchanging maybe intimate messages and those messages were used as uh, threatening against the, the user or mm-hmm. against the person. That, that counts as cyberbullying too. Um, inappropriate um, sexual and violent content, anyone could be exposed to that and that's literally anyone could be affected by that um, too. And then when it comes to uh, stranger danger or online predators, older people are actually... Um, they can be affected by that as well. It's not just kids. Um, so that's kind of the five key areas that we are looking at at Sersha at the moment. How difficult was it to put this together? Um, well, it's not put together yet, so it's still difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my background is, I, I have a background in marketing and I've built a couple of businesses in the past as well. And when I did my degree in cyber psychology, my master's uh, during the pandemic, I was really interested in how people interact online. And so I absolutely loved my degree and I completed my thesis on TikTok and self-presentation. And throughout that time, what I, uh, I was actually going to therapy online. And um, what I found was that it, it wasn't fulfilling what I needed at the time. And I, I figured, right, if I'm able to afford therapy online, um, there are thousands of people who can't. There must be a way to overcome this and help people with their mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that, I was looking at avatars that could deliver therapy. And that's where Sersha originally started as a concept. Okay. And I went out and spoke to loads of parents, loads of people. I spoke to the government, spoke to the HSE. And I was like, we, you know, we can build this. And I kept coming across a brick wall. And I was like, There's some, something isn't clicking here. Um, but so I went back to the drawing board. I was like, right, mental health is still such uh, an interesting topic. I'm very passionate about it. 
So I went and spoke to a lot of people and there was one thing that kept coming back and it was how smartphones is affecting people's mood and their well-being. Um, and then this is how Saoirse has now pivoted into, into what it is today. What surprised you or was there any surprise about the interactions that you found when you were looking into it? Well, the thing is, is that interacting online is, it's like interacting in person except it's on crack, you know. It's, yeah. com- it's completely different and it's all contextual. Um, the way that we communicate even through emojis and um, through texting and stuff like that, like you know yourself, you can easily uh, misconstrue or misinterpret yes. um, a message someone has said. And that's where I think there's lack of education. I, I, I do believe that if people actually had cyber psychology classes in school where they learned about CNC, which stands for Computer Mediated Communication, mm-hmm. I think that they would... Um, they would learn so much more valuable information about how to protect themselves online because they understand the basics of how we act online. Um, there is so many different um, types of interaction online and now we have the metaverse where people are going into virtual reality and interacting there. Now it's always been very similar like you would see in gaming as well but it it is moving at a very, very fast speed. I think people don't have time, the energy, the support to actually keep up with how fast things are going. And it it kind of surprises me because obviously social media is meant to be for communication and for us to keep Mm. interacting with each other. And in fact, as you said, it causes a lot of miscommunication because we're taking people up on things they didn't even mean. We're making Mm -hmm. stories up all on our own from just seeing Mm -hmm. things. And it's really probably not a healthy way to do it either, is it really? Yeah, I mean, like, it's it honestly, like, it's all about balance. Like, social media is absolutely fantastic. And if, if you think about it, like, like the world wouldn't function without it right now, no. especially if you work in a job like marketing or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's brought so many people together. It's been an avenue for communication, for creativity for a lot of people. It's brilliant. But people just don't know how to use it properly. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. So you see people going on Instagram and they... Um, want to present themselves as like their ideal self. And it is like, you know, Photoshop photos or um, airbrushed and the colors are changed slightly. And it's just to look good to put this concept of yourself out there. That's really not you at all. And that's another form of miscommunication because same with online dating, you put your best foot forward, but it's not going to be the full self. The, mm-hmm. the the real you, you know? So there is a lot of miscommunication out there. Um, yeah, especially on uh, on platforms like Instagram. Yeah, it's kind of like we were thrown into this world and none of us really knew how to use it. We kind of just learned it on the game, exactly. as they say. Like. Exactly, we just learned it on the fly. We, yeah. we learn as we go. And I think like it is constantly evolving. Like you see, like obviously Be Real was a, a cool social media app that came out. And um, it's it's like you get a notification and wherever you are, you have to take a photo and you upload it to your friends. Mm-hmm. And um, it's great. It kind of shows the, the truth of what you're actually up to. And I think social media will evolve over time. There will be new types of social media um, platforms that come out there. Um, and obviously TikTok is one of the most popular ones out there at the moment. Where can you see social media going in the future? It's really hard to tell 
I actually completed my thesis on TikTok and what I investigated was self-presentation and self-concept clarity in adult TikTok creators. And what I saw was from some of the exploratory research where we looked at lip syncing, text-to-speech effect, and then also augmented reality filters was um, is that people just like to experiment. Um, they obviously follow the trends, but what we found was that people like to present a more fun or ideal self, or sorry, a fun uh, or authentic self on TikTok, not an ideal self. And that's really different from previous social media research. And um, now, obviously, it's just one study. Mm-hmm. It would have to be done a few times for that to actually be um, confirmed that that's what how people present themselves on TikTok. But I found it really interesting because for me, I like seeing it conceptually, it almost seems that TikTok is like people's own, um, almost like YouTube channel or almost like a quick form TV. You know, it's their entertainment channel where they are the star of the show and they can do whatever they want, whenever they want. And and it's just a form of interacting through comments and hearts it, it's in, and liking and, and not mm-hmm. liking. And that vision for social media is so different than the one-to-one uh, connection. It's like one-to-many. And it's sim- similar to YouTube. So I could definitely see it, see it go down that direction even further, but I could also see it going um, maybe towards Metaverse as well yeah. um, once that kind of kicks off. So once, like, I still think it's very slow, but Metaverse and virtual reality, like, I think that is, that will take off in about a decade, I'm going to say. I'll give it 10 years mm-hmm. uh, before it becomes completely mainstream. Yeah. And there will be there will be some types of social media that we won't be able to even conceptualize. It'd be like it'd be like the Elon Musk Neuralink, you know, yeah. <laughs> Some, something that you get like put into your body and you'd be able to connect <laughs> with people that way, you know. Jay, that'll be that'll yeah. be an interesting world when that happens. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, very black mirror. <laughs> it is. It is quite. A, a, I suppose an interesting one though to kind of be able to be like I can't wait to see it and see what happens mm-hmm. and even with like AI and the metaverse it's just happening so quickly it's, it's, it is yeah. kind of a fun one to be watching from the outside Oh 100% yeah I think like it, with with AI and you know advances of ChatGPT and now we have Bard as well I think things are moving very very fast and I think people need to be educated about it. I think they need to know how, how like, not, not that AI is going to take over their job or anything like that, or AI is going to take over the world, because I do think that's scaremongering, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's fair. Um, but I think people need to be educated for their own sake to understand how they can actually use these tools to enhance their life, because Absolutely. these tools can enhance people's lives, you know? 100%, absolutely. So how can people find more out about Sersha? Yeah, so um, you can head to www.sersha.ai, S-E-R-S-H-A dot A-I, and people can join the waitlist um, for the launch of our product at the end of this year. Excellent. Ruth Guest, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you so much. Speak to you soon.